Hello there, and welcome to week two of the DeckCast Summer Hiatus, by which I mean everyone goes on vacation but the editor. Next week we'll be back to slightly weird business as usual, in which we'll be covering a little more of Zeo, but for now, I figured it was probably time to just, you know, do another little Loose Ends 101 episode. So, one of the things is that Zero One continues to be good four episodes in. That's the official stance of the podcast. You can take that to the bank. And two, there's an interesting thing about it, which is that for the first time, you can legally stream one of the Common Rider series in English. Well, not in English, in the English speaking world. You see, the episodes actually are going up on a YouTube channel that is no longer internationally locked, so while you will not be able to understand what's being said without going to third parties for subtitles and probably having to still do the same torrent dance that we have for years, you can now watch the series internationally, which is the first step in something that's been going on for quite a while now, actually. You see... There's the fact that the sister series to uh, Rider and Most Toku Stuff, the Super Sentai series, has actually been available in English for quite a bit now in its original unaltered form. I'm not just talking about Power Rangers, although we will dip briefly into the weirdness around that near the end. See, years ago, almost five years ago now, actually, the... Mad Men over at Shout Factory decided that they were going to take a shot and pick up the original license for Super Sentai Zoo Ranger, aka the show that became the original Power Rangers. It's quite different in a lot of ways, including the fact that uh, our Rita Repulsa was the witch Bandora, there was a whole different weird imp man who lived in the clouds guiding the kids around. There was a lot more children in danger and or death. I want to say they came from space. It's never been... I have a glaring weakness when it comes to Sentai, so unfortunately I cannot speak to this. This is mostly what I have picked up through bits of research and knowing plenty of fans of the stuff over the years. But the success of the release was... Enough that they've continued to license and release multiple series, and we're up to 12 different Sentai series now out of 40 whole years of this. And as a result, it's also a little fascinating that the current series, Ryu Solgar, wraps around a bit to the dinosaurs that were such an early part of the American success. Anyhow, the big point I wanted to make is that... It's fascinating that a series which got so tied up in the absolute madness of Wanheim Saban became the thing that would get more of an English push than something backed by major companies Bandai and Toei. God, that sucks. Anyhow, it's still available, and actually most of it can be streamed off of Shout Factory's website. So if you want to give it a go, it's quite interesting. You can pick and choose different series. The box sets themselves are well worth picking up, and I know that a lot of FYEs carry them if you want them in a discount and have them all near you. So that's a thing you might try. 
and also leads into the incredibly cursed nature of the Power Rangers license. See, in English, it was held by Saban Entertainment for years, which was probably where most people found it, but then Disney bought it in the 2000s before deciding they had no idea what to do with it and not really caring once they got their intended goal of we need boys by getting the Marvel license. So they allowed it to lapse back to the then-formed Saban Brands header, which, as of 2018, which means, yes, this is after the movie that came out and bombed, Hasbro bought the entirety of Saban Brands and all of their licenses. As a result, the toy company who is currently running all production on these things in the U.S. now owns the license to the English Sentai series. So... Uh, I think we've mentioned this in passing on the show before, but it's fascinating to see what's going to come up with this in the future, because now it's kind of questionable as to whether that might provide more incentive to keep the flagging series going, because Hasbro has the money to want to do the thing, or are they a big enough conglomerate that they will just do their own and not care? So that's the state of these things going forward. And unfortunately, it also probably means that the licensing for Ryder may be a little more nightmarish, depending on whether the Saban brands included the Masked Rider license, as well as the fact that, you know, four kids did do that whole Kamen Rider Dragon Knight thing with Agito years back. So it's actually kind of curious as to whether that's holding things up, but I'm also not sure how much the Saban thing would play in anymore since we had Ryuki, and who knows? Your guess is as good as mine. I am not that far into the business to know the actual ins and outs of the current contract's status. I can only do so much research before I become that weird guy who's muttering to himself on the bus, and you don't want to hear that in a podcast form. It's really bad, and Garrett already makes me take out a lot of the things I say on these shows. So, with that, I think we're about out of content for this week. Um, oh, one other weirdness. I did discover that the Power Rangers and Kamen Rider Black did, in fact, cross over in Marvel Comics in the 90s, because all of them were under Saban's brand, so, you know, that's weird, but that happened. Now you know a thing. And with that, I will see you all next week, where we return for a slightly more standard episode talking about the past, the present, the future. Adios! <laughs>